guard your heart. Hello there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California, and podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. If you have a prayer request or a praise that you'd like to share with the LifeSpring family, you can do that at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. If you enjoy the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, you can help support the show at lifespringmedia.com support. The show notes page for today, if you'd like to comment on the show, is s12e96. My email address is steve at lifespringmedia.com. Love to hear from you. Speaking of the show notes page, there are over 2,500 podcast episodes that I've produced over the last 17 plus years, and well over 99% of them are not time sensitive, not at all dealing with current events. They're what we call evergreen content. Most of the content is as applicable today as the day I recorded it. Take a look around at LifespringMedia.com. There's the LifeSpring Weekend Music Show. There's In Touch with God's Character. There's LifeSpring Hymn Stories. There's the original LifeSpring Podcast. And especially now, the LifeSpring Why Christmas Show. Lots of good content at LifespringMedia.com. Check it out. Today we're going to read Mark chapters 7 and 8. And I'm calling the episode Heart Condition. Let's go. Mark chapter 7. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eating bread with defiled, that is, unwashed, hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews don't eat unless they wash their hands and forearms, holding to the tradition of the elders. They don't eat when they come from the marketplace unless they bathe themselves, and there are many other things which they have received to hold to washing of cups, pitchers, bronze vessels, and couches. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why don't your disciples walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with unwashed hands? He answered them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For you set aside the commandment of God, and hold tightly to the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and you do many other such things. He said to them, Full well do you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is korban, that is to say, given to God. Then you no longer allow him to do anything for his father or his mother, making void the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down. You do so many things like this. He called all the multitude to himself and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing from outside of the man that going into him can defile him, but the things which proceed out of the man are those that defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered into a house away from the multitude, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from outside can't defile him, because it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, then into the latrine, thus purifying all foods? He said, That which proceeds out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within, 
Out of the hearts of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual sins, murders, thefts, covetings, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. From there he arose and went away into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. He entered into a house and didn't want anyone to know it, but he couldn't escape notice. For a woman, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, having heard of him, came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by race. She begged him that he would cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. He said to her, For this saying, Go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. She went away to her house and found the child having been laid on the bed with the demon gone out. Again he departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon and came to the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside from the multitude, privately, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephrathah, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was released, and he spoke clearly. He commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, so much the more widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. Mark chapter 8 In those days many people were gathered together. They had nothing to eat. Jesus called his followers to him and said, I pity these people because they have been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home without food, they may be too weak as they go. Many of them have come a long way. His followers said to him, Where can anyone get enough bread for them here in this desert? He asked them, How many loaves of bread do you have? They said, Seven. Then he told the people to sit down on the ground. Jesus took the seven loaves of bread and gave thanks to God. He broke the loaves and gave them to his followers to give to the people. The followers gave the bread to them. They had a few small fish also. He gave thanks to God and told the followers to give the fish to them. They all ate and were filled. They picked up seven baskets full of pieces of bread and fish after the people were finished eating. About four thousand ate. Then Jesus sent the people away. At once Jesus got in a boat with his followers and came to the country of Dalmanutha. The proud religious law keepers came and began to ask him for something special to see from heaven. They wanted to trap Jesus. He breathed deep within and said, Why do the people of this day look for something special to see? For sure, I tell you, the people of this day will have nothing special to see from heaven. Then he left them. He got in the boat and went to the other side of the sea. The followers had forgotten to take bread. Only one loaf was in the boat. He said to them, Look out, have nothing to do with the yeast of the proud religious law keepers and of Herod. They talked about it among themselves. They said, he said this because we forgot to bring bread. Jesus knew what they were thinking. He said to them, Why are you talking among yourselves about forgetting to bring bread? Do you not understand? Is it not plain to you? Are your hearts still hard? You have eyes. Do you not see? 
You have ears. Do you not hear? Do you not remember? When I divided the five loaves of bread among the five thousand, how many baskets full of pieces did you pick up? They said, Twelve. When I divided the seven loaves of bread among the four thousand, how many baskets full of pieces did you pick up? They said, Seven. Then he asked, Why do you not understand yet? Then they came to the town of Bethsaida. Some people brought a blind man to Jesus. They asked if he would touch him. He took the blind man by the hand out of town. Then he spit on the eyes of the blind man and put his hands on him. He asked, Do you see anything? The blind man looked up and said, I see some men. They look like trees walking. Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes again and told him to look up. Then he was healed and saw everything well. Jesus sent him to his home and said, Do not go into the town or tell it to anyone there. Jesus and his followers went from there to the towns of Caesarea Philippi. As they went, he asked his followers, Who do people say that I am? They answered, Some say John the Baptist, and some say Elijah, and others say one of the early preachers. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said, You are the Christ. He told them with strong words that they should tell no one about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things. He told them that the leaders and the religious leaders of the Jews and the teachers of the law would have nothing to do with him. He told them that he would be killed and three days later he would be raised from the dead. He had said this in plain words. Peter took him away from the others and began to speak sharp words to him. Jesus turned around. He looked at his followers and spoke sharp words to Peter. He said, Get behind me, Satan. Your thoughts are not the thoughts from God, but from men. Jesus called the people and his followers to him. He said to them, If anyone wants to be my follower, he must give up himself and his own desires. He must take up his cross and follow me. If anyone wants to keep his own life safe, he will lose it. If anyone gives up his life because of me and because of the good news, he will save it. For what does a man have if he gets all the world and loses his own soul? What can a man give to buy back his soul? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words among the sinful people of this day, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in the shining greatness of his Father and his holy angels. Have you ever heard the advice, follow your heart? Or when pondering a difficult decision, have you been asked, what does your heart say? Yeah, you probably have. How do you think that goes along with Scripture? Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And what did Jesus say about the heart? Well, today in Mark chapter 7, verses 14 through 23, Jesus talked about what it is that defiles a person. Jesus was speaking to the crowd here, and what he said here was new information. He said, There's nothing outside the man which can defile him if it goes into him, but the things which proceed out of the man are what defile the man. You see, most of the people in the crowd were Jews, and you can be sure that some who were listening were Jewish leaders and well-versed in the law. And from a very young age, these people were taught that there were certain things that would defile them if touched, among them a dead body, certain skin diseases, bodily fluids, unclean foods, and in this instance, Jesus is talking about eating foods that some would consider unclean. And he says that what you eat does not make you unclean or defiled. He says that what comes out of a person is what defiles him. 
Later, when Jesus and the disciples were away from the crowd, they asked him to explain. He said that food doesn't go into the heart, but into the stomach, and then is eliminated. It's what comes out of the heart that makes a person defiled, because that's where evil thoughts, murder, sensuality, envy, pride, and all sorts of evil things come from. That's why Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The thoughts and ideas we entertain can either help us conform to Jesus or to the world. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are your thoughts centered on? What comes from your heart? I'd love to hear from you. Comment on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash S12E96. Tomorrow we'll read 1 Corinthians 11 and 12. Boost. On this date in church history, December 4, 1893. The first three missionaries of the Sudan Interior Mission arrived in Nigeria. Of the three, Walter Gowans and Thomas Kent died of fever within a year. The third man, Roland Bingham, returned home in broken health, but nevertheless served as general director of the Sudan Interior Mission until his death in 1942. Beloved, the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible relies on your support, not advertising. Advertising is censorship. The Word of God will not be censored on this show. So to pay the bills, value for value is the only way this works. You decide if the show has value to you. If it does, if you'd miss it, if it stops showing up in your podcast app, all I ask you to do is return a portion of that value back to me in the form of time, talent, or treasure. To learn more about how that works, go to support.lifespringmedia.com. Thank you, and God bless you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we rejoice in you, Lord. You are righteous and you are merciful. You're steadfast and you're faithful. You never change. You're holy. Thank you for your many blessings, Lord, and most of all, thank you for your Son, Jesus. I lift up the LifeSpring family members to you, Lord. Bless us and keep us in your care. Encourage us, strengthen us, lead us, guide us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got a prayer request or a praise you'd like to share with the family, please go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com and fill out that form there. Today I have a traditional Christmas song for you, done in a decidedly non-traditional style. It's We Three Kings of Orient Are by E-Type Jazz. If you like jazz, you'll like this. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. My name is Steve Webb. Bye. We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we travel so far Field and fountain, moor and mountain Following yonder star Star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to that perfect light. Born a king on Bethlehem's plain, God I bring to crown him again, king forever ceasing, never over us all to reign. Oh, star of wonder, star of night.
Perfect life. Glory's now, behold. 